Welcome to the Venture Church Podcast. This sermon is from the life of the church. For more messages like this, please see our website www.venturechurch.co.za. We hope you enjoy this message. Rob, how old are you? Rob Rex. 76. My word. I turned 24 yesterday. Um, the, the, that, wasn't a, that wasn't a bait to get a happy birthday or anything. But do you believe God can use you at 76 the same way he can use me at 24? Do you believe it? No. <laughs> no, you should. Should believe it. You do. Oh, look at that. Can I tell you, Rob is busy studying at the moment. He's busy studying theology. At 76 years old, he is still seeking to know the Lord more. Now that is, that is impressive. At 24, I hope to be at 76 and still seeking the Lord as much as Rob is. I had uh, some, some very cool story to tell this morning, but I actually think we're going to get straight into it, if that's okay with you. Uh, the title of my preach is, Believing is to Dare. Believing is to Dare. Uh, I always want to say theme, and theme is so wrong. Our vision, because vision is going forward. Our vision for this year is uh, Believe to Dare but we have to believe before we can dare. Is that not right? So uh, I want to look at quite a cool man. Uh, He doesn't have a very large um, portion of scripture dedicated to him. In fact, uh, you know, it's only, I think it's like 10 verses. Um, But the story that comes out of him is is one that has... uh, impacted me and challenged me greatly. So we're going to be looking at a man named Caleb. Uh, Caleb is in Joshua 14, and uh, his story is from verse 6 to 15. Uh, Very short, very nice, and um, put together and simple. Um, So let's read it, okay? I'm going to be reading from the ESV. Caleb's request and inheritance. I should probably put my glasses on now that I think about it. Then the people of Judah came to Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephthah, said to him, I'm not going to try because I'll mess up. You can go ask Francis for the correct pronunciation. You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God in Kadesh Barnea, concerning you and me? I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barni, nay, ni, uh, to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in my heart. But my brothers who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Yet I wholly followed the Lord my God. Caleb and Joshua were the two youngest spies to go with the other spies into the promised land. And they were the two that came back with positive reports saying, we can conquer this land. We like to focus on Joshua, but Caleb was there as well. And Moses swore on that day saying, surely the land on which your foot has trodden 
shall be an inheritance for you and your children forever because you wholly followed the Lord my God. To give you some context, Caleb went to one of the most difficult regions of Israel when he scouted it out. He went to what is now called Hebron. It's a hill country and it was the most fortified region in Israel. So he came back with a positive report looking at the most difficult place in Israel to conquer. Moses promised it to him as the Lord had promised it to him. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive, just as he said, these 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses. While Israel walks in the wilderness and now be, oh, sorry, I read that. I am still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then for war and for going and coming. So now give me this hill country of which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard on that day, you Joshua heard on that day how the Anmakin were there with great fortified cities. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall drive them out just as the Lord said. Then Joshua, then Joshua blessed him and gave him Hebron, get, then gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jedidah, for an inheritance. Therefore, Hebron became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of hmm and hmm, to this day, because he wholly followed the Lord, the God of Israel. Now the name of Hebron formerly was Kirith Araba. Araba was the greatest man among the Anmakin, and the land had rest from war. What a great little story, and yet so much power in so much simplicity. My first point is, let us see with the eyes of belief. Verse 7, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought him word again as it was in my heart. But my brother who went up with me made the heart of the people melt, yet I wholly followed the Lord. When our foundation is belief, our heart will overflow that belief. Caleb could do nothing but believe that God had said this country was theirs. And so all that could flow out of his mouth was a positive report about how he could conquer that city. When we take on challenges, let us be people who view the world through the eyes of belief. When we see a challenge, do not see it through your own eyes. See it through the eyes of the king who's given you the victory already. Be slow to speak when you are struggling to see through the eyes of belief. Words of unbelief allow a foothold of unbelief in every aspect of our lives. The foothold that the unbelief of the other spies, the foothold that it put in the Israels, led them into the desert for many years. Their unbelief wiped out a generation. Can you comprehend that? Their unbelief wiped out a generation. And yet, Caleb's belief 
raised up a generation. So be careful when you are struggling to see with belief, because it happens. Be careful what you speak, because if you allow that foot into the door of unbelief, you're going to have to conquer a whole region to get that foot out. When we see with the eyes of belief, belief, our mouths can't help but follow suit. When belief is our foundation, our words will quickly bring honor to Jesus. When we are secure in what Jesus has said, we can't help but profess his name. My belief today this year, and it's been uh, my dare since I got saved, was to see the dead raised. And over the years, it's, it's developed and it's transformed, and I've seen more to that. But I believe as physically as God can raise the dead, so too can he save those who are spiritually dead. And so I believe that my dare is to see the dead raised, both physically and spiritually. And so when my belief in God is strong, I can't help but profess his name and see the dead raised. Continue believing even when others around you may stumble. How easy would it have been for Caleb and Joshua to hop on the bandwagon of the other spies? They probably met together in a region before returning to Moses and the Israelites. How easy would it have been for Caleb and Joshua to give in and actually say, sure, those walls were a little bit too high. Maybe we can't. Sure, sure, that's... That's some rough terrain that we have to travel on. How easy would it have been for them to stumble over what they believed because of what the other spies were saying? And yet, they held on to not what they saw. They held on to what God showed them they could do. If we look at situations through our own eyes and what we think we can do, you will always fail. Even when you succeed, you will fail because you would have felt alone and you would have grinded and gritted your way all the way there and you would have lost things along the way. But when we pursue what God has shown us, there is strength, there is community, there is love, there is provision. There's so much more when we see through the eyes of belief, when we see through the eyes that God has given us. Point number two, stay strong. Stay strong. It's easy when we get bruised and battered to get a little bit weak, but stay strong. Verse 10 to 11, and now behold, the Lord has kept me alive just as he said. I love that. Just as the Lord said, not for any other reason am I alive right now than because Jesus has said so. 
The Lord has kept me alive, just as he said, these 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke his word to Moses, while Israel walked in the wilderness. And now behold, I am this day 85 years old. I love how he just states that. I am 85 and I'm still here to claim what God promised me. I am still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then for war and for going and coming. At 85, Caleb had fought the wars. He had fought everyone else's battle. He was there alongside Joshua as they conquered region after region after region. And yet at 85, he doesn't say, oh, now I've got to go conquer my region. No, he says, I am as strong today as I was the day that God promised me that land. And so I will take it as if I was 40 years old. The promise of God are timeless and do not fade. Our faith in them might fade, but the promise of God is eternal and goes nowhere. It took 45 years for Caleb to to step into the promise of God. God's promises are as sure as the oxygen we breathe. Yolandi preached a word about do we trust the Lord as simply as we trust our chairs? How many of you just sat down this morning without thinking twice? How many of us woke up this morning breathing without thinking twice? The promises of God are as sure as the oxygen we breathe. Just because we wander through the wilderness does not diminish God's promise. Caleb had to wander through the wilderness because of others' sin. Because of others' lack of faith. And yet he doesn't let that bring him down. He wandered that wilderness holding on to the promise God had given him. He wandered that wilderness knowing what he had seen, knowing that God had given it to him, and he didn't wander complaining. That's not what I read. I don't read him coming to Joshua and complaining, oh, we wandered through the wilderness for so long. Can't you just go and conquer that region for me? No, he doesn't complain. He says, I've held on to this promise for 45 years. I am ready to conquer what God has promised. Not I'm ready for someone else to get it for me. Just because we wander through the wilderness does not diminish God's promise. Just because we struggle doesn't mean the promise struggles. At 85, Caleb was firm in the promise as the day he had been given the promise. I feel great at 24. I pray I feel just as great at 85, holding on to the promise that God has given me. When Jesus says go, we should be as ready and on the balls of our feet as the day we gave our lives to him. How quickly we let our faith diminish, our belief in God diminish as uh, we 
go through this Christian life. How quickly. And yet that's not what God calls us. Caleb, 45 years, wandering in the desert. He was on the balls of his feet. He was like, Lord, just give it. Come on, let's go. He's ready. And that's evident in the way that he speaks. He had been on the balls of his feet, ready for the pin drop of a needle. Waiting for God to just say, it's time. 45 years. I barely have patience to teach my dog new tricks in five minutes. 45 years. So let's be on the balls of our feet no matter how long the promise takes to be fulfilled. So much passion <laughs> that uh, I'm losing my voice. <laughs> it's okay, the springs of the Lord will, you know, of living water will fill me up. Point number three, just as the Lord said. I said I love that phrase. I said I love it and I mean it. Just as the Lord said. Thank you. <laughs> verse 12 so now give me this hill country of which the Lord spoke on that day for you heard on that day how the Anakim were there with great fortified cities it may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall drive them out just as the Lord said Yolandi preached on trusting Jesus as easily as we trust our chairs, but here Caleb trusts God and the promise he gave uh, to take the most difficult region in the area. He trusted, didn't wither, didn't doubt, he trusted. When Jesus gives us victory, it is up to us to grab that victory with both hands. The land had been promised, but the city still had to be conquered. The fortified town still had to be broken through. But Caleb declares it. He says, that region is not yet mine, but you have said it's mine. So I will take this battle that is within the natural eye a losing battle. I will take it and I will have that land which you have given me, Lord. That is what Caleb says here. His natural eye says impossible, but his faith and his belief in God says, I can do it. Yeah. Not by my strength, but by the Lord's strength. There's this great little saying, what would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? What would you attempt to do if you could not fail? We as Christians should live our life attempting the things God has said to do because we cannot fail. If the Lord has said it, we cannot fail. If we walk in His ways, we cannot fail. If we walk in His ways, we can walk on water. If we walk in His ways, we can own new businesses and conquer new ground. 
If we walk in his ways, we can see the sick healed, the blind see, the financially ruined prosper. When we believe, we cannot fail. Why can we not fail? Because Jesus is all-powerful. If we do it in our own strength, we will fail. If we do it in Christ's strength, we will never fail. Trust in Jesus should dare us to conquer battles that are impossible to win. Trust in Jesus should dare us to conquer battles that are impossible to win. What do I mean by that? It's as simple as what I said. If you proclaim that you know and love Jesus, then you should dare to take the impossible on. Everyone's impossible looks different. Moses' impossible was to speak publicly and yet he led the Israelites out of Egypt. Everyone's impossible looks different, but if you proclaim with your mouth that you believe in Jesus, that alone should dare you to do big, big things. What we dare to believe Jesus for is a demonstration of our belief in him. If your belief in Jesus is mintua, your dare will be mintua. But if your belief in Jesus is as big as the planet, then you will not stop before you conquer the whole planet for the name of Jesus. Your belief in Jesus will demonstrate how big your dare is. Point number four, and this is my last point. It's real nice, short, and simple. Our victory is the foundation for others to build. (laughs) Then Joshua blessed him, and he gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jerusalem, for an inheritance. Can I tell you something that you probably didn't know? Did you know that David's first capital was Hebron? As the ruler of Israel, his first capital, where he was anointed as the king of Israel, was at Hebron. Who conquered Hebron? Caleb. So Caleb's belief in the promise God gave him benefited King David, the greatest king of Israel. That was the, inher- the legacy that Caleb left. 2 Samuel 2 verse 2, if you want proof that David was anointed king over Judah in Hebron. After this, David inquired of the Lord, shall I go up into any of the cities of Judah? He's asking the Lord. He says, look, there's so many. Which one do I go to? And the Lord said to him, go up. David said, to which shall I go up? And he said, to Hebron. So David went up there and his two wives also, Ahinoam, 
<laughs> and Jezreel, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of uh, Carmel. And David brought up his men who were with him, everyone with his household, and they lived in the two towns of Hebron. And the men of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. Caleb's inheritance, his legacy, his claiming of God's promise was the footstool of David's kingdom. When we believe in the promise God has given us, when we conquer what God has given us, it allows for others' futures, uh, other people's futures and destinies to be established on that foundation. When we claim the promises of God, other promises are born off of the back of that. When we conquer our Hebron, we set up future generations ready to conquer bigger and better battles. Caleb conquered Hebron, David conquered Israel. Caleb's belief in the promise of God led to the foundation for the first capital of David's kingdom, Hebron. So, conclusion. What we dare to believe Jesus for is a demonstration of our belief in him. If you can only believe Jesus to save you, then your belief in him is so limited. Because if you truly believe in Jesus, Jesus and his promises as truth and unbreakable, something that will outlast time itself, then what we strive to dare in should be massive. My belief in Jesus should be strong enough that when I look at impossible situations, I should laugh and rejoice because I know that he has already given me the victory. All I have to do is take it. Take it. So here's my one challenge I have for you. Think of one thing that absolutely terrifies you. Absolutely terrifies you. The day that God raises someone from the dead, I'm bolting. But it's not going to stop me from seeing it happen. Take one thing that absolutely terrifies you, absolutely paralyzes you with fear. Take it. Challenge yourself to dare to achieve it. Not through your own ability, but through the ability that Christ has given it to you. If you want to start a business and God has given you the yes, do it. Do it. If God has given you the ability to speak and you are afraid to publicly speak, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that, but I realized it might be too harsh. But just do it. Speak. Lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Conquer Hebron the most difficult city. Think of one thing that absolutely terrifies you and place your belief not in your own ability to overcome, 
but place your belief in Jesus. And if he has said to you, you will have victory, walk in that victory. We overcomplicate Christianity and we overcomplicate, oh, overcomplicate our belief. David prayed this morning. Dave prayed this morning. He said, Lord, help us see the simplicity of to know you and make you known. Lord, help us see the simplicity of the impossible and help us make you known through our conquering of our cities. Let's be a people who are quick to share the gospel with others around us. You don't have to have a degree to conquer a city. <laughs> you don't have to have a degree in theology to talk about Jesus. Can we stand? And if it is all right with the eldership, then I would love to pray. Nice, short, simple. Simple is what we need. Let's be simply obedient this week in daring, in believing to dare. So dear Lord Jesus, we come before you as a people who proclaim to be saved by you. Help our hearts move on from just being saved to being conquerors in your name. Lord, situate us under your army. Situate us as the army ready to conquer the city under the Lord who commands it. Position our hearts to be quick with your word. Position our hearts to be quick to share your name. Position our hearts to dare to conquer the impossible. Shed the flakes of our eyes and replace them with the eyes from you to see and to conquer all that is around us. I pray this in Jesus' name, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who will return, the one who has victory and gives us that victory, the name above all names, Jesus, King of kings. We pray this all and we submit our rights to you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that it was a blessing to you. If you want to connect with us further, log on to our website, venturechurch.co.za or connect with us on our various social pages, Instagram and Facebook.